Hey, hey, we are back. Episode 10 Roto. Boom. Okay, I had way I more excitement than you did there. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like the 10 Roto thing. <laughs> you never like that. You're always, always doing the 10 Roto thing. I know. I just feel Is like it, everything's going to be ending in Rona or Roni. I've, ne- I've never said that. I never said I didn't say nine Roni. I feel like you wanted to, though. Dude, did you eat hamburger helper as a kid? Yeah, I did. Or as an adult, I should say. Yeah, I, mean, a, I would eat it right now if I had it. I haven't had a hamburger helper in a long time. That sounds pretty good right now. Oh, we should make that. <laughs> we're the raising dad's hamburger helper episode this we should uh, just review we should eat shitty food that we had when we were kids and then review it now oh things that like things that we remember being good yes yes yeah. like toaster strudels are gonna hit different now yeah fruit by the foot like how good is that shit still it's so unfooted yeah <laughs> um so we have to we made a deal on episode nine that we're gonna mm-hmm. touch base on today, do you remember what it was? I do. Our discipline actions. Our discipline actions. Mm-hmm. So how, how are you doing you... with yours? Uh, you I, yeah. <laughs> so I said to you last week, I said uh, my goal was to drink on drink for on less days than I don't drink. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good, very vague goal. So Sunday through Saturday, uh, I drank uh sunday friday saturday but not monday tuesday wednesday thursday so i i hit the goal um i hit the goal i set the goal of drinking on weekends only and then you know what people in podcast you're you're drinking right now uh, yeah (laughs) and i'm not actually because it's empty okay uh for people in podcast world believe it or not this isn't live it's not actually wednesday at 7 38 a.m. while you're driving to work that you're listening to this this is previously recorded this is previously recorded so today is we're recording this on monday mm-hmm. memorial day god i'm breaking the fourth wall i know it's ruining all your dreams yeah so today i worked out in my garage i was getting swolific swoleronied and i went and i i thought you're gonna appreciate that more uh, I went inside and my wife was drinking and I was like, um, oh. we're only drinking on weekends. And she goes, it's a long weekend. God, it is a long weekend. You got me. You got it. So, What about you? How's the uh, uh, no self? Oh, I feel like you let yourself down. No, no. I, I doing. I was doing really well. Was. Um, uh-huh. So this is this is this is the situation. OK, so yep. phone going on a shelf while i'm in while i'm at home hanging mm-hmm. with fam right yep. hanging with the little girls and they're running around we're doing good on that mm-hmm. and then the day before my daughter's birthday party or sorry the morning of my daughter's birthday party we were getting ready i was cleaning up around the house yeah and without even thinking i just put a headphone in and i started listening to probably our podcast because it's so good so good it's so good i don't know if you've heard it but it's great it's it's great But so I started listening to a podcast and I was just walking around the house doing stuff. And then I was probably 20 minutes in until I realized that I was in my own world, just cleaning up, getting ready. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my daughter's running up asking me a question or, hey, daddy, you know, what about this? And I'm like, it like dawned on me. I'm like, I just checked out for 20 minutes while I was home, you know, and I broke my own rule. So then I took it out. I stopped it and I put it away. But that's okay sometimes. I need some boredom. You Let's get some to... bored and some mon- oh. some mundane house cleaning stuff. Maybe when the kids are awake and 
your home Why? and they're having fun, you know? Yeah, but like I don't know, like the sporting like my kids they went out in the backyard to play and I did dishes and I put some music on and you know what I mean? Like Yeah, I think music's different though. I think checking out is something you that I like need to... super check out. Yeah, like if I'm like, oh, I gotta do you know, I got to clean up or do some things or I'm going to go yeah. whatever, but I'm not like just in the yard doing stuff for myself. Like I'm still around. Right. Yeah. Sometimes I would be in the habit of like, Oh, I'll listen to something while I'm doing this. And then I'll check out, you know, so you give yourself like a, a B plus for the week. I get, I'll give myself a B plus. I was pretty good. Otherwise That's fucking great, dude. It's improvement, dude. Yeah, man. It's not about perfection. I'm going to start doing talks now around the country. Yeah. man. Ted talks. Yeah. Let's, we should do this episode. We should get into the episode. It's a fun one today. We say that. We <laughs> say that every week. Say that every week. It's a fun one. One day, I feel bad for the guest for him to be like, you know what? This this one happened. Yeah, this one happened, and it was a thing. It was a thing, and uh, we yeah. promised him we'd air it. So, well, this one, this one did happen, and it almost didn't happen because. We were struggling with internet at first, but we figured it out. We were able to connect with them. Our guest today is Dandy. I don't. I sh- I have to change that. He would not. I, that's not his name. His name is Andy Woodhall. He does not go by Dandy Andy, and he's probably never gone by Dandy Andy. Mm-mm. Andy Woodhall is a very funny stand-up comedian. He's been he's on amazing. Conan, The Tonight Show. He's a Comedy Central half-hour special. He's been a comedian for, I think, like 17 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, he originally is from, uh, I think, St. Louis or somewhere in that general misery area. Um, spent some time in Chicago. He's in L.A. now. And he's a great stand-up. And we talked to him his first weekend performing since COVID. Yeah, since COVID. Uh kept He kept him out for a year. And then mm-hmm. he was just getting back into it. So we talked a little yeah. bit about him getting back into doing live performances. Yep. Um, we talked about some pretty interesting changes that have happened in his life recently. Yep. You know, he was he a stepdad. Was a yeah. stepdad and kind of, kind still, of still is. Yeah. A little bit. Um, but it was really interesting. I think it's the first person we've talked to that um had to deal with this being a parent and not being a parent situation. I don't think we've talked to anybody about that. We have not. Yeah, and how it and how it hit during COVID. So yeah. It's very, it's a very weird time for him. Yeah, I think, I think you you guys will enjoy it. You guys will like it. Check it out. Uh, So this is Andy's, I know this, this is Andy's first week touring since COVID. That's true. Oh, really? Yep. First one. I'm back. Did you do any like Zoom shows or anything weird like that during COVID? Yeah, I did a handful of Zoom shows, and I did three outdoor shows this year so far before this. Uh, yeah. They suck. Zoom shows suck. I mean, every single one I did, no offense, Adam, even though you organized one, every Zoom show I did ruined, <laughs> ruined my day. Every day <laughs> that I did one was ruined, and I regretted accepting every one that I did. <laughs> was that before or after the show or both? Mostly before. Usually after the show, I always felt like, well, that wasn't that bad. It was kind of like doing comedy. But the whole day before the show, I'm just like, oh, I don't know. Why am I doing this? I'm so rusty. Uh, You know, and uh, I'm just going to do it alone in my apartment. It feels so weird. And 
And then they were usually not as bad because the people that watched them were very kind. They knew that it wasn't going to be good, I think. And kinda we're sounds, okay with it being fine. Kind of sounds like your first experience as a cam girl. <laughs> yeah. Like, ah, I, I don't want to do this. Really I'm similar. alone in my apartment. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hopefully the people that are watching are kind. I make way more money being a cam girl, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be weird, too, because I'm sure they have to mute their mics, right? So because if everybody's laughing, or it probably messes it all up. Are, are they all muted? Uh, well, it's different. Different shows have different things. And they usually ask some audience members to not uh, mute their mics so that the comedians can have so you some can get something. sense of people are laughing. But uh, often... Uh, you know, people don't have the cameras on, so who like you can't you can't gauge anything. So there's no uh, no back and forth between the comedian and the audience, just in terms of telling a joke and hearing a laugh and reacting to that to move on to the next joke. Right. Just, you're just saying them. It takes a lot of the performance out of it. Although some people towards the end had gotten really good at doing Zoom shows, and they have slides and. PowerPoints and stuff. Oh, really? <laughs> Those people, it's like they're teaching a class. Yeah, but it was dynamic to watch and funny uh, and cool. I I wish that I would have done it. But then I also had a thought of like, why am I going to learn how to do this? I don't want to keep doing Zoom shows. <laughs> yeah, that's not your new your new career. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm ready. How does it feel to be back? Done. Are you are you like? Do you feel that any of those shows that you did during COVID, like the outdoor, the Zoom shows, like got you prepared to be back? Uh, uh, no. <laughs> not at all? It's literally no, just not, not at work. No. no, it's like, it's almost like starting. I mean, it's not starting over because I do have muscle memory of how to be a comedian. And the jokes that I, uh, the older jokes that I was doing, I relearned by listening to old albums. And then, uh, so, but it was like being brand new in a way because you're so nervous when you first start, but there's no way to prepare yourself other than doing a show. So the shows that I did, the outdoor shows made me feel like, Oh, I forgot how much I love doing standup. And the zoom shows made me feel like, uh, I should look into getting some type of job. I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Is Carl's jr. Hiring. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, so you've done seven shows this weekend. Did the nerves drop yet? Uh, yeah, I'm still pretty nervous of the shows. And it, the shows are more fun than I remember being stand-up being. But I think it's just because I'm doing so much new stuff. And every time, you, mm-hmm. when you're doing comedy, when I, I was doing comedy a lot. I was on the road almost every weekend for 15, 16 years. And when I had one new line, it would be what I was excited about for the whole weekend. Just like, oh, this new line is what I'm living for. I can't wait to say this one new line. <laughs> and then you and forget because, it and you're yeah. like, ah. Yeah. And because I've been gone for so long, I have like 30 new lines and brand new topics. And it's been very fun uh, learning how to do comedy again and seeing uh, how people react and just how much I like doing it. I forgot it. I forgot how much I like doing it. Yeah. Now you're you back living out of a hotel for a weekend. Yeah, and now I'm back yeah. to living out of a hotel. I mean, finally the quarantine's over. We could be alone in hotels for a change. Yeah. <laughs> We're wearing somebody else's bathrobe. <laughs> yeah, you do have a very nice bathrobe on. I love when hotels have bathrobes. Doesn't gross me out at all. It's no more gross, I think, than <laughs> sleeping on their sheets. I'm I wear the bathrobes the whole time I'm in here. 
Yeah. Uh, there was an episode of uh, fi- not Finding Earl. My, my name is Earl, uh, where one of the characters worked at a hotel. And they were like, hey, how often do they wash the bedspreads? And she's like, I don't know. I've only been here three years. <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely been to more than one hotel that has, like, I've pulled down the bedspread or whatever and seen, like, a long black hair, like, on the sheets. <laughs> and just going, like, okay, I guess I'm sleeping on the ground. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so, besides for you, I mean, obviously, your world changed changed drastically with with yeah. COVID uh, because you went from traveling all the time to nothing. Uh, but you don't have you don't have kids that were affected, right? Well, my step I have two stepdaughters from when I was married, and I mean, they were affected. They didn't go to school, but I guess I wasn't there homeschooling them. They're older. The oldest yeah. one's in high school. The oldest one is a. Uh, just did her freshman year in college, and the younger one uh, just finished her junior year of high school. Oh wow, yeah. So they Can, they're much older. Uh, but I know a little a, bit. Yeah. Oh, I was, I was just saying, I, I know a little bit about that. Can can we uh, can we give Ryan an overview of how you became a dad and then not a dad and then a dad? <laughs> yeah, give me the backstory, man. Well, uh, well, I, I married a woman with two kids, and so I had. Is that how that daughters. works? <laughs> yep. <laughs> For about uh, five years, just shy of five years, I was a stepdad, and then we split up. And uh, yeah, so I'm. I guess I'm still a stepdad, but not. You know, ex stepdad. I'm an ex. I'm an ex stepdad. But I still talk to the kids. I still love them. I I believe they still love me. Yeah, and we have a good we have a good relationship. That's your awesome, next dude. album should be X Step Parenting. His <laughs> <laughs> album Andy Woodhall has great albums called Step right, Step Parenting and Step Parenting Two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> well, that it's, that that's interesting because I mean, being a step parent, I think is probably already difficult enough, you know. And then uh-huh. now you build this relationship and trying to maintain that with them. I mean, now. You know, it's probably even harder. I mean, obviously, due to the separation and stuff. I mean, I have to imagine. Well, let's can, yeah, let's yeah, go yeah. Chrono- of course, let's go chronologically, and like feelings and everything. Yeah, yeah. like chronologically, okay. like what was it like when you met this woman and she said she had kids? Like, did that phase you at all? <laughs> no, it didn't phase me at all because I always uh, wanted to have kids, and it was just like, oh well, she has them. It didn't. Yeah, I would never had a moment of, hey, I don't want to be with someone that already has kids, but. Now that I'm divorced, I would not date another woman with kids. I highly recommend doing it at least once, but it sucks. <laughs> it sucks when you get divorced because, you know, I love those kids that they were my own. And then, you know, you can even see it from my ex-wife's point of view. She wanted me to have nothing to do with them at all. She wanted them to be just as upset with me as she was that we right. split up. And they weren't. So our relationship continued and i don't feel i ever pressed it on them you know i still don't but i'm always very very happy when i hear from them because i love them so much and you know there's listen there's this very wise line from a famous movie maybe you guys have heard of called clueless where, <laughs> <laughs> where the dad Classic. says the da- alicia silverstone is complaining to her dad why her ex-stepbrother is always hanging around and he said uh we divorce wives, not children. And that's yeah. 100% how I feel. So I love those kids. But it was the hardest thing about the divorce was uh, trying 
your best and inevitably failing to uh, be respectful of everyone's feelings in that situation. Now, and do you, as a step parent, do you have any rights? No, zero. None. <laughs> mm. Yeah, not, none. None. So you at can't all. be like, all right, well, I'm going to get custody every other week, unless she like proactively like volunteers all of those things to you. Yeah, yeah, none, none of that. And I mean, and I don't even think it would be good if I did have that. I mean, they already have a biological father. They're already splitting their lives between right. two different houses. So I don't think it would be healthy for them to be like, Okay, now we have three houses. How right? Can yeah. you split them up? I do. I've been doing a bit about. Yeah, it's not uh, Stepford Wives. Yeah, I've been doing or a bit Stepford, about. Uh, <laughs> I ruined that. I was thinking of the like the more the, like the when people have like uh, like oh, sister wives or whatever sister wives. Yeah, that was yeah. the word I was looking for. Yeah. It's not sister wives. They don't need a new house every day. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, go ahead with your actual good joke instead of me not knowing what I'm saying. Well, it's not. I mean, it is a joke, but I'm not going to do a joke. But I've been doing a bit about being a middle parent. Because I was their oh, third yeah. parent, and then their dad got remarried, and there's a chance their mom will get me remarried again, making five parents, <laughs> and I'm right in the middle. And similar to being a middle child, I feel I don't get as much attention as I'm deserved. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the one no one cared about. <laughs> do you think? Uh, do you think when you guys started your relationship together, do you think the kids accepted you right away, or did it take some time to build that relationship? Uh. Yeah, I think they accepted me right away. I don't know. I mean, that's a question for them. But I didn't have a ton of pushback of like, who? You're not who my the heck dad. Are you? You're not my dad. They were. They're great kids. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, we have them here now because they have a different story. So uh, <laughs> let's bring them in the room. Oh, I've been wanting to talk to them. Finally, <laughs> girls call. Uh, all right. So they're they're at the stage that do they uh at this point since you're still talking have they come to you for advice or have you felt like you like needed to push advice on them well yeah i mean anytime a kid that you love as if they're your child you give advice in every single time you talk i think yeah i hide yeah. advice in everything i say yeah that's a good point yeah, but i guess they're not i'm not their go-to like guys they they have a dad they have uh aunt grandparents they have lots of people that love them yeah uh that they can go to and i'm lucky that they talk to me sometimes so if if 14 people don't give them the answer they want they're like let's call middle dad <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah then they get middle dad on the line yeah because i mean you think of five parents is like 20 grandparents also that love them yeah. and are willing yeah. to talk to them right they right. have uh oh that's interesting so what was their people. relationship with your parents <laughs> uh well they got along great with my parents. My parents love them. Uh, but the divorce is just hard to mediate. And then kids, like, you think about how much you call your grandparents when you were a teenager. For me, yeah. it was almost none. And, yeah. And so for them, it's they already have grandparents. So I think yeah. they were great with my parents. I think if an opportunity arose for them to see them, they would be very happy to see them. But yeah. maybe they text on birthdays and stuff, but it's not... Uh, you know, my parents sure. still want me. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's like any situation. I think anytime there's kids involved in any relationship, it's just complicated, you know? And then on yeah. top of that, like you said, they already have previous, you know, relationships with their own biological parents. I mean, that's just, a, it's, right. it's complicated no matter which way you look at it. Yeah. Although it's kind of like, if you think about it, if they're of age now, um, 
and their, you know, their mom gets remarried. Now it'll just, you know, not necessarily be the stepdad. It's my mom's husband who I see at Christmas. Whereas like mm-hmm. you were actually there for the formative years. So I think, I think middle dad stands out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I say it jokingly. I like our relationship a lot. Yeah. yeah. Do you, so now I know you said you don't want to, you wouldn't marry someone with kids again. Uh, but do you want no, to have a so. child of your own at this point? Uh, yeah, I would like to have a, I'd love, I, I loved being a stepdad. I think I would like being a dad too, but I'm, it's also not like the only, I'm, you know, I spent the years when my friends were having babies, uh, doing stand up. That's a choice I made. And now mm-hmm. I'm 41. So maybe it'll still happen, but if it doesn't, I think I'm very fulfilled and I have these two girls that let me be a part of their life. So I've gotten to have a taste of being a parent. If that's amazing happens for real. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's honestly really like a really cool outlook that you have, you know, because uh, thank you. No, seriously, because I mean, it sounds like you learn. It sounds like you learned a lot, you know, I mean, I, I'm sure a lot like you personally, like grew a lot being a parent. I mean, I'm sure if if and when you ever did decide to have another kid or have a kid of your mm-hmm. own, the amount of like the amount of knowledge that you would take from already being a step parent would be probably would play right into you being a parent. You know, oh would, yeah. I would be a real know-it-all. I bet yeah. it would be awful to whoever the real My father. old kids are so <laughs> much better. through this before. <laughs> <laughs> like I know what you're doing. Your, My your old wife kids is potty like, trained uh, the day I got them. <laughs> yeah. You'd be like, wait, what do you, you mean? They don't know how to show poop up in the toilet. Five. <laughs> Your daughter is like starting her period, and you're like, "I got this, wife." Yeah. <laughs> you don't I understand. Never, I never had anything to do with any of that. <laughs> uh, I've I've been wondering lately. Like, uh, it's been crossing my mind, kind of like more often than it should, on like what it would be like to have a kid all of a sudden be in my life that that was mine, but I didn't know existed, right? Like I had a one night stand when I was 22 or something in Idaho Mm -hmm. Falls. Hey, Jenna, if you're listening. (laughs) Uh, I used to have dreams about that. I had very (laughs) vivid dreams because I I dated this girl from Germany when I was in high school, you know? And uh, it was a silly, but I I loved her, like that young 16-year-old love. And even though I knew she was going back to Germany, I... I loved her and she went back of course and we drifted apart stopped talking but my mom is still in touch with her like mm. the, how long ago did I go to high school 20 20 years ago 22 yeah. years ago something like that my mom is still in touch with her and I never understood why and it led me to have these uh dreams slash nightmares that <laughs> she got pregnant and had been raising my child in Germany and that was the reason that my mom had kept <laughs> A relationship with her because like there's a child that they kept from me yeah and it, it got to a point it got to a, i finally had to bring it up to my mom to, just like okay that's not you know, you know that's not the case and i had to seem crazy but i had to your vocalize like, it to stop these dreams yeah and, and your <laughs> mom's gonna like, do the wait, big you, reveal you were having sex in high school <laughs> <laughs> Your mom just I mean, it's now not a fun thing to, to talk about with your mom, but I am. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think she would be mad. Yeah, no, you just shoot the shit about it. Uh-huh. Uh, the real reason my mom stayed in touch with her is she's a mom. And this girl who is now a woman 
stayed in touch with her. You, you know, yeah. Yeah. can you imagine, either, I, I know your mom, Adam, I think she would probably be the same way if an ex-girlfriend of yours just communicated with her, she probably wouldn't be like, stop talking to me. My mom's just right. happy that someone wants to talk to her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember nice, when, when you know? my high school girlfriend and I broke up, like I loved her dad so much or whatever. I was like, I said to my girl, ex-girlfriend, I was like, can we split custody? <laughs> like, like of the parents, you know? Yeah. Uh, did your, um, did th this German woman, does she have kids? Is she married? She's married. She has one kid. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so they've not been like, to visit my parents since. And that uh, kid is born. 23 yeah. years old. <laughs> uh, that would be uh that would be cool if like randomly after 20 years you guys got back together and that was that was love but whatever that would not be cool i don't think that would be no too much you don't want to live in Germany. you know that's like high school you know yeah yeah uh did you uh like do your do you have siblings yeah i have a brother does your brother have kids no nah. No, okay, so are your parents like, do they have that like grandbaby itch? <laughs> well, they do love kids. I'm sure they would love grandkids, but I also have some of the greatest parents that ever were, and they've never pressured me. Yeah. They've yeah. never been like, come on, please. They just, you know, they seem to enjoy when I visit them and when I talk to them. And <laughs> yeah. it's never anything of like, you need to do this or you need to do that. Other she than... When I first quit my job to do stand up, they were very passionate about me buying health insurance. Yeah. That was the <laughs> only thing they ever like put their foot down on of you're doing something bad in your life right now. Yeah. <laughs> so your what parents was... are still together then? Yeah. 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 I mean that it's that in and of itself is an accomplishment. I mean mm -hmm. that'd be weird if they yeah, got divorced right. now and they were like, It's because of you, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would be. I would take it hard. Uh, I can't imagine that, like having like my parents like start dating at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah, it would be weird. I mean, my parents are in their seventies. Yeah, yeah. that would be a little awkward. <laughs> where uh, Where did you grow up? Indiana, northern Indiana, a town called Elkhart, which nice. is near South Bend. And what did your parents do when you were growing up? Uh, my mom was a speech therapist, and my dad ran a family business that was warehousing and heavy machinery moving and some other things. So did they did they want you to go into that? Again, I bet they would have loved it. I bet my dad would have loved it. The business was started by my great-grandpa, so I think my grandparents would have liked it. I think my dad would have liked it. Uh, but there was never any pressure to do it at all. I think yeah. they just would have been happy if I did it, but they were just happy that I did anything. I yeah. <laughs> so they were cool. They were cool with comedy. Yeah, they were cool with comedy. I mean, aside from health insurance, they were, or I'm sure they had conversations when I wasn't around. We were like, what is this kid doing? Yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but, uh, but then after you get on TV for the very first time, then all of a sudden it's like, did you know that my son was on TV? It's like a yeah. whole different. <laughs> now, now it's no longer a secret. Now uh -huh. they're telling people yeah. about it. <laughs> well, do you remember uh -huh. the first time they came to see you perform or the first time you, you told them a joke? Uh, well, they probably came really early on because you know how when you're new at comedy, you're always trying to get people to come see you. So I yeah. think they came really 
I think it was a guest set uh, in, in South Bend at the South Bend Funny Bone. It was probably my first year and I was bad. But I think my whole family came. I think my parents and maybe aunts and uncles came too. Yeah. What's the mm-hmm. what's the oldest joke you remember from that from that time frame? Um, well, I, my first joke, I, I had two jokes that kind of worked. My first, uh, my biggest awesome joke that I got rid of because uh, <laughs> Gary Goldman did a very similar version on uh, Last Comic Standing. I was crushed. Mm. But my first joke that was ever working was about how I thought it was dumb that milk was advertising. Oh. <laughs> people hadn't heard of milk, you know? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> the big, and Gary Goldman did a very similar, and his was funnier, but the part of mine that his didn't have was, uh, I would say, uh, you know when you see those Got Milk billboards, and it's like Britney Spears with the white milk mustache? Uh, it doesn't make me thirsty. That's what I would say. And I, <laughs> it, always got, it always got a way bigger laugh than that. I think maybe I didn't set it up properly. But... That was your closer. <laughs> it, was, your parent... it was my closer, and it was the first joke that really worked. And you know, they never were like, "We really like that joke about cum that you did." On the <laughs> but they did. You know, they were always supportive and. Yeah, they never. They were trying to give you, uh, give you lines, or ask, or or ask you not to say something. No, no, no. They never did that. They're just good people. They never did that. One thing you know, (laughs) I should apologize to them for was I did when they would see me do stand up. I don't know. Even in recent years, I always feel like I have to do my dirtiest stuff in front of them. I never wanted to Hmm. be like I'm hiding jokes from them. I always felt I should do my dirtiest stuff in front of them because if I am not comfortable saying it in front of them, I shouldn't be saying it. Yeah. Uh, so they've probably seen dirtier sets than most people that have seen me live. Really? <laughs> yeah. You're like, my parents are here. Better talk about my dick tonight. <laughs> yeah, which is a stupid thing to put myself through. But I did always do that. Yeah. yeah. You're like, but I, I feel like, uh, yeah. I mean, you are a very clean uh-huh. comedian and so yeah yeah yeah. i mean i'm clean but i definitely have plenty of jokes about sex and stuff that aren't totally comfortable to do yeah. in front of your yeah. mom and dad and i'm sure they didn't love hearing and i insisted on doing this <laughs> uh, did you uh did you like what what was the point you decided to like move out of like where you grew up and to try to like pursue comedy and, oh. <laughs> and, and take that career path he well, was 39 I always- I always wanted to be a comedian. Even when I was a little kid, there was like, uh, I can remember in like sixth grade or fifth grade, we had to fill out this sheet of paper about us. It was like a about us paper. And I, there was, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I wrote down chameleon because I didn't know how to spell chameleon. So I missed I didn't even know what the word was, but. That's incredible to me because. I, I could only imagine what I wrote. I don't even know what I wrote down, but I bet you it wasn't what I'm doing now. I mean, like I, I'm sure I said ninja or something. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's when, amazing uh, that you actually knew what you wanted to do. When did you decide you wanted to be a firefighter? <laughs> Me? Yeah. Uh, no, Andy. Yeah. Well, I didn't yeah. know if Andy was also well, a, there was a, a fire that I, <laughs> I did save. Uh, there was a fire in my home, and 
<laughs> my whole first family died and yeah i knew from that point on i knew from that, that point on it was my part, destiny so. <laughs> you lost your middle dad uh-huh. <laughs> i i think for me it was uh i it was just luck probably because one of my neighbors worked for the fire department and one day asked me what i was thinking about doing when i graduated high school and i was like i don't really know and they're like you want to go by the fire station and like ride along and check it out you might like to do this i was like sure and then i did that and I happened to be with people that were really cool and kind of took me under their wing and were like, you got to come back. You have to take this class. You have to do this, this and this oh, to get hired great. here. And I just basically was like, okay. And I just, <laughs> from that point on, I just did it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But did I never have, really thought about it when I was younger. Did you have a comedy mentor, Andy? Uh, I had a bunch of comedy mentors. I feel like I, I didn't start till after I graduated college. I was 23 and yeah. I was just getting my first job. And just kind of looking down the barrel of, uh, well, this is going to be your life for forever, a uh, job. And uh, I I think I've told this on a different podcast. So if anyone is listening and I've already heard, I was dating this girl that was really cool. And she was a, in a family of seven kids. And her whole family was cool. And her brothers had a band and everybody was creative, you know. And I had this geology job. But I also had this dream <laughs> of being a comedian that I had never yeah. acted on. But then all of a sudden I'm hanging out with these really creative people that are doing shows. And I think that's what actually gave me the confidence to be like, well, uh, this club has an open mic night. I should sign up for it. And I yeah. uh, mm-hmm. signed up for it. And then it just kind of felt like if I don't try it now, you, I'll never be able to try it. Yeah. So I I did it and I was just good enough to uh ruin everything else that was good in my life and then i only do comedy. <laughs> i mean what, what exactly about it like attracted you to take that jump i, I find that interesting that you would even because uh, i i know that a lot of people to like jump in any career especially if they're like maybe not ha- happy with what they're doing at the time but they're just comfortable right like a lot of people just get comfortable yeah. they feel like i got yeah, a paycheck yeah. i can pay my bills well, I wasn't unhappy with my job. I don't know that I've ever, maybe one job I had, like a summer job I hated, but every job I've had, I've had happiness in and enjoyed it. But you were a lifeguard. You know, when right? you, I was a lifeguard when I was young, which I, God, that was so fun. Oh, see, dude, we're kind of like lifeguard. brothers then. You know? Yeah, we, we talk. Yeah. I, I know everything that you know, basically. Yeah. From yeah. My, <laughs> four, four summers of being a lifeguard. <laughs> Uh, you both made out with the fat kid in the sandbox. <laughs> <laughs> but I I worked in a laboratory for like four, almost five years. And I did that as well as do stand-up until I decided to try to only do stand-up. And I like that. I think it was just... You were assigned you think about You think about what uh, your life is and what it could be and how you only yeah. have one life. And then I also just have this uh, gift that my parents are so understanding and encouraging and raised me to believe that I could do anything. So I never had a ton of fear over trying something. Yeah. If you left stand up now, would you go back to science? <laughs> I don't know what I would do if I left stand up <laughs> now. I don't think I could get any job based on my degree now because it's I'm so far removed from it. I think <laughs> that would yeah, be yeah. like 22 years ago. Uh, I got a geology. What's up with this 22 year eight uh, work? Andy? <laughs> I still, yeah, I, I mean, I still find it interesting, but I don't know. 
I don't know what I would do. And it's you, you're like, I have a joke guy. about plant snap now. Is that connected at uh, all? <laughs> I don't know what I would do if I wasn't in comedy now. And uh, it's disturbing that a guy that books me at clubs just asked me what I would do if I was no longer in comedy. <laughs> Is there subtext uh, to that question, Adam? <laughs> what are you uh, going to do next year? Because you're not working <laughs> in comedy. Oh, you, you were trying to continue? Oh, you're going to oh, still... I didn't know. I didn't oh, you're know you still were trying to comedy. continue. I assumed, you were, I assumed you were done. I assumed you were done. Just steal that bathrobe. You're not going to be back there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you... Uh, what's what's the worst trouble you ever got into as a kid? Uh, well, uh, I can think of a few different things that I got into a ton of trouble for. Uh one was, um, have you ever, and I think I might've been back for a summer from college on this one. Uh, or maybe it was like my senior year of high school. Uh, have you ever heard of, uh, the band dashboard confessional? You heard of them? Yeah. Uh, I've screamed infidelities. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that guy, before he had that band was in this other band called further things forever, which is kind of, I, I think it was like a Christian band. And I had a buddy that booked Christian bands in town and he would tell them he was getting them a place to stay as well. And uh, so this band for seems forever was in town doing one of his gigs. And uh, he called me and he's like, Hey, your parents are out of town. Right. And I was like, yeah, they're out of town. And he said, I, I have no place for this band to stay. Can they stay at your house? <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, my parents were out of town. I thought I could probably get away with it. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> so they stayed over and I had no fun the whole time because I was so paranoid that something was going to go wrong. I was just like, I wasn't even really hanging out with them. I like How old are they compared to you? Like, uh, I would guess similar age, maybe a couple okay. years older. Maybe, okay. But they had girls sleeping over with them. And yeah. uh, so <laughs> here's how here's how I got here's how I got caught. My mom is a detective she's like uh, when you watch sherlock holmes adaptations and you see like how he's noticing things that normal people don't my mom has whatever that is and so she got home from this trip and my friend and i thought we had done a great job of cleaning and there was no way we were going to be caught and everything would be fine uh but the first thing she noticed and this just being a super dumb kid was uh we had a pool and uh I put all the towels we used in the laundry, you know, because I was uh-huh. a fucking kid and yeah, I yeah. didn't do the laundry. I thought doing the laundry was putting the towels into, <laughs> in the, laundry basket. into the laundry. So I, I still think that, that. <laughs> I, didn't, I did that and I didn't think it through that my mom's going to be like, I wonder why Andy used 14 towels over the weekend. <laughs> so she saw the towels and then she became suspicious and she went through the garbage. And she found in the garbage a receipt from Papa John's for like $120. And then she confronted me with this evidence and I caved really fast. Caved instantly. And and I can't can't remember what punishment I got, but I just remember how uh, mad she was and disappointed in me that I did that. And I I felt so bad. And then I I was just, my feeling was... uh, my friend needed me to do this and yeah. I would do anything for my friends. 
And my mom's response to that was something like, you should want to do anything for your family. And Ooh. I still feel guilt. I still feel guilt. Oh, you should that. probably, you should call her right that. now and apologize again. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you should kill yourself. I was like, Jesus, Ryan. <laughs> no, <laughs> come on. Uh, do, I guess I'm kind of confused then. Why, why did she care if, if she came home, the house was clean. Aside from having to wash the towels, you're of 18. Like, why couldn't you have a few uh, friends over? Yeah, like I mean, maybe was I was 17. I'm not positive on what uh, year it was. It was I was either 17 or 18. I, I think it yeah. was either my last year of high school or my first summer back. Yeah. Uh, but she's mad because I lied, you know, and mm, I didn't yeah. ask permission. And yeah, and she I doesn't I know, know who what... these people are like when she, she just hears a band stayed at my house. Yeah, you know, and girls you, slept over. Have you yeah. since told her that? It's the guy from Dashboard Confessional that bangs someone in her bedroom. <laughs> well, no one slept in their room. They all slept downstairs. Well, as far as I know, I did kind of lock myself in my room and just hope nothing bad happened. Uh, but no, I never told that's her. That's how I I've describe never marriage. That. I've never told her that. No. The one thing that I have talked to her about is one time <laughs> she was so furious because we were on spring break and a couple of my friends had gone with me. My parents brought a couple of my friends on this spring break trip. And then uh, their friends were also there. And their friends told my parents that they saw my friends and I on the beach with a bunch of girls in the middle of the night. And she uh, was furious and mm. didn't speak to us the whole way home, was so mad. I got in huge trouble. But the thing was, it wasn't us. It, oh, really? It, it wasn't us. So I've come clean about anything she's ever asked. But that one thing, I'm like, it really wasn't us. I still don't know if she believes me or not, but you know, I'll never forgive her friends that ratted on us, and it wasn't yeah, even us. It wasn't even like, you guys. Why yeah. would I lie about that? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, why like, would I? Yeah. Lie also, that's not like, even like a good cover up. I told you, I knocked that up that like, German girl. She thought that we had climbed down a drain spout on the outside of the condo building <laughs> to get out. I don't. Know. I mean, it was wild. Was your uh, so? It sounds like you were a pretty good kid then, growing up. I was pretty good, yeah. The the worst my dad was ever mad at me was one time uh, my swim team. This might be illegal. I'm sure this is legal, but we uh, one time, you know, how you can make little homemade bombs by putting uh, foil with uh, some type of cleaner in a two liter bottle. You ever make those two liter bombs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. The, yeah, I don't even know how. I never even saw one explode yeah. before. But the other guys in the swim team were like, "Let's." And you like shake them and throw them, right? Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Let's make yeah. them and go throw them around. In, uh, not like yards. I've ever done that, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ryan's like, I've had to save lives because of that. So uh, I have don't you? encourage Have this. you had to save lives? Because? I mean, it's stupid. It's so <laughs> stupid. But this is the maddest my dad ever was. Uh, so we were doing that, and then we didn't hear a boom. You know, we had never even done it before. So there was no experiment to see if we were doing it properly. We didn't hear. The explosion. So we drove around to see if the bottle was still in the front yard. We had thrown it in. And when we drove back around, I was driving. And uh, the people that lived in the house uh, were outside. And uh, <laughs> it was the guy we went to high school with and his dad. And his dad jumped out in front of the car and smashed the hood of my car with the two by four. Oh, and I swerved around him. And I went. But then, you know, there was no way to explain to my parents how I got this two by four. I mean, I could have thought of a better lie, I assume, but I, I told him the it? truth. Your I told him the truth of what car. happened. My car. Yeah. My car. Yeah. But, I mean, my car, but my car when I'm 16, which is my parents' car. Yeah. It's yeah, your yeah, parents' yeah, car. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, so yeah, I told him what happened in the furious and it stuck with him so much that at, at my bachelor party, my dad came and we were all hanging out and, uh, he said, I've always been proud of your son. The only time I wasn't proud to call you my son was when you did that thing with the two liter bombs. <laughs> devastating. Oh. Devastating. Just, I don't remember exactly how I framed it. It was like, it was the only time I've ever been ashamed of you. Something yeah. Something like God. that. Yeah. You can't, God. you can't die before your dad because he will put that in your eulogy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that I find that uh, interesting because I wonder if it's just because of where you grew up. Maybe it's more of an embarrassment because everybody knows everybody, and it's like it's you can't like slip back into the ether of like, oh, I go to a high school of twelve hundred people, and it's just like another thing a kid did. They're probably like, yeah, freaking Andy. They probably heard, <laughs> they probably heard about it for six months. You know? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if the people ever knew it was me or not, or if my dad did anything. I mean, there weren't like we probably could have been arrested for doing that. So yeah. I don't, I don't know. I mean, what a stupid thing to do yeah. as a kid. You never like egged cars or anything. I used to do that. Oh, we did a lot of toilet papering. My friends yeah. and I loved toilet papering, and my parents just thought we loved tenting out in the backyard because that's how we, <laughs> yeah. that was the plan. Always like well, we're going to tent out in the backyard, uh, but every time we did it midnight we would walk to the grocery store buy as much toilet paper as we could hold and then go tp the house <laughs> yeah go tp the house of whoever wasn't able to come over that night it was it was fun i had so much fun yeah. toilet papering people when i was a kid. It, it was just it's your house a real joy TP'd? yeah my house got tp plenty of times sure yeah, yeah. i i <laughs> just think about always... the pure rage i would feel if someone egged my car like today <laughs> oh. I can't, it's incredible to me like the restraint yeah. that people must have had to not murder children when they did that <laughs> dude yeah I this Egging, serious... we would we would do like we would get pancake mix and leave it on a car because when the sun oh, yeah. starts hitting the car, the pancake make, cooks on the car, so we would do that. Up. We would do instant mashed potatoes in people's yards. I don't know if that <laughs> would work. But... What is that about? <laughs> well, the theory was when the dew comes, it mixes with the instant mashed potatoes, and then people just have a pile of mashed potatoes in their yard. <laughs> that's something we did a lot uh oatmeal yeah. if you do instant oatmeal before it rains it'll make oatmeal <laughs> yeah <laughs> i spilled yeah. oatmeal i spilled oatmeal like in a bag once and i tried to clean it up with water and i just made oatmeal in the bag yeah, yeah. it was the worst mess yeah that's a bad way to clean it up yeah fun uh, childhood Fun childhood. Fun childhood. Was your brother a better kid than you, or a, or a, was he the worst one? Or were you guys both just like, um, hey, or was he are... better at pranks than you? Uh, maybe he was sneakier than I was. Yeah. But I, no, I don't think. I think if you had to say which child misbehaved more, it was me. I mean, my, I think my brother got better grades and wasn't, you know, doing things that made my father ashamed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Did he go into the family business? No, no, no. He works uh, for Amazon. Hmm. Ooh. Uh, it's a program. He lives in San Francisco. He got in trouble. I shouldn't talk about what he got. He would get in trouble. My brother loves to read. And so he would get in trouble because he would get caught reading in class and stuff. And 
One time he got <laughs> what his a library card. I know. I was about to say, one like, time. oh, this is going somewhere really dark here, huh? <laughs> one time, one time uh, my friends and I used to tease him about it. One time he got his library card taken away as a punishment. <laughs> Can you even imagine now? Like, kids do. I don't even know that kids have library cards now. Uh, I really hope Jeff Bezos does not find out about that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> he could lose not his job really. over this yeah. scandal. Yeah. Was there when you were uh, when you were slash still are uh, step parenting? Uh, is there anything that you really pulled from your from your parents in that? Uh, well, I mean, I thought my parents were great parents, and I certainly called them and asked for advice on what to do in lots of situations. Uh, and I hope that I've made my stepdaughters feel like they can do anything, and they feel uh like like they could like nothing's holding them back from shooting real big you know i hope yeah that i've done that uh that's the best thing my parents did for me i think yeah just being supportive kind of like how they were yeah just being supportive and not judgmental and uh which is hard not to be judgmental when you see the kids doing stupid stuff but the important thing is just talk about it on podcasts, not to their faces. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's the dumbest thing you ever saw them do? <laughs> you know, they're both really good kids. I don't know if there's like one specific thing that I, I know one thing that was made me mad at the time was uh, one of my girls had, uh, you know, I fixed her something for breakfast or maybe it was her mom. And then when I was out walking the dog, I found the thing I had fixed for breakfast, like wrapped <laughs> in foil. I just found it in a bush. <laughs> and I, I was furious, you know? And uh, I just, you know, and, and how disrespectful of the neighborhood you live in where you're just going to throw it right, on yeah. the ground. And uh, what, we, what we ended up doing was, because uh, I had read this book, about says the guy who made instant mashed potatoes and yeah no i was horrible i was horrible you know i was horrible and you know a bunch of times we got caught when we were teaching people and we had to go clean it up yeah uh so what we did when this food thing happened was we gave her a garbage bag and walked uh like a loop around the neighborhood and she had to pick up all the trash oh yeah neighborhood Mm. I like that. She was so mad. Yeah. That's I fair. It was a good punishment. Well, eating the breakfast sandwich. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she still and then she has to, to make you breakfast. Yard all day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what's like? So my my parents uh, and my mom especially always really encouraged me to like do whatever I wanted to do, and like uh, I was bullied, but I found like solace in like acting and theater and eventually comedy. And they were always like so supportive of that. And I love that more than anything. But in a way, it like kind of messed me up because it didn't teach me uh, it didn't teach me discipline or to connect to to certain things. Um, we actually talked about discipline in, in our last mm-hmm. in our last episode. Um, and also there was a point like when my wife and I first got together or with people I dated in the past, where I was like, oh, I think I'm gonna go into this. And they were like, ah, I don't really think that's great for you. And I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> oh, I thought I was going to be encouraged to do whatever I wanted anytime uh-huh. I wanted. And so it was like a, 
a weird, I, st I still want to do that for my kids. I still want mm -hmm. to encourage my kids to do whatever they want. But it was a weird parallel where the first time somebody told me I couldn't be anything I wanted to be, I was like, wait, what the fuck? Like, I wasn't yeah. prepared for that. <laughs> yeah, that's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> well obviously i think everything just needs balance you know you yeah. you can do anything you want but you can't do anything you want <laughs> right and eventually you have to do something you can't keep changing yeah that yeah. was one of my uh first jokes as a stand-up was uh, uh i wanted to be an astronaut but my parents told me the sky was the limit mm-hmm <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> just so you know, it normally got less laughs than that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it, was, it got blues actually. <laughs> you guys were silent, and that was generous. Is that joke why you own clubs now? Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, all right. I can't wait to write you a letter of reference as a geologist. It's gonna be great. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, Andy, we have to go, but thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah. Thank you. We super appreciate it. We do have two more questions, though. Okay. All right. You ready? Yep. Number one, Ryan, go. What is your favorite dad joke? Uh, uh, well, uh, two answers. My favorite, like, joke joke is, uh, why don't you ever see elephants hiding in trees? Because they're wow. really good at it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, but I don't, like I don't know why I have to laugh that. at that. I didn't even count that as a dad joke. My favorite dad joke is nobody can say the time 2.30 without me mm. thinking, if not saying out loud, oh, I got a haircut. I mean, I got a, I got a dentist appointment at that time. <laughs> I fucked up the joke, but I got a dentist appointment at that time. Uh, I think anytime you fuck up a joke, that I makes think it's it even a dad makes joke. It, it makes it better. I think yeah, it makes yeah, the dad joke more better. More daddy. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, daddy energy. The final thing, you know what? Hold on, I do have one more thing before I. Uh, did your? I'm. We're just gonna. I'm just gonna go back and then we'll finish this later. Um, did your stepkids always just call you Andy? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I have a friend who's about to have a baby, and he said that uh, his kids will call him Dad, and that is it, mm -hmm. um, because that's what it was like growing up for him. And I was like, well, when they're little, they'll call you Dada or Daddy, and he's like, nope. It wasn't uh, allowed in my house, and my kids are not allowed to say that. <laughs> like, well, I don't know that young... I wasn't. I wasn't. I never called my parents mommy and daddy. I mean, I have no memory of ever doing it, but I also don't think they stopped me from doing it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's they, he like won't let his kids it's, like as it's toddler, weird to like... be. It's weird to <laughs> like be that's upset the, the line the you're drawing in the, that's the line you're drawing in the sand for your kids. Yeah, like they can't call me daddy because it's not like, only your mother enough. calls me daddy. Yeah. <laughs> only Listen, was, you call me daddy, and I go to a different place in my head. So <laughs> I was you know, like my, acting. Uh, my girlfriend's been making fun of me because uh, she calls her grandparents like Nana and. Popo, whatever she calls him. Yeah. I always called I always called my grandparents Grandpa Woodhall and Grandpa Zimmerman. That's what I called yeah. them, and she teased <laughs> me for how formal that is. I don't know. I feel like both of you guys are on you guys are on like the opposite like spectrums yeah. of that though. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. so I we called my grandparents my mom's side grandma and papa. And I felt, oh, that always felt weird growing up because if I was going to tell a story, I'd say Papa. People are like, you mean your dad? I'm like, no, he's my uh -huh. grandpa, but we call him Papa. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, but 
Grandfather Woodhull does. Yeah, yeah. Funny. To go to go full last name <laughs> is a, is a bit formal. Full last name. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Final question, uh, Grandfather Woodhull. Yeah. Uh, uh, we let all of our guests name their episode of the podcast. And so, what would you like to call the last hour of your life? Uh, wow, that's a lot of pressure. Do people come <laughs> up with good ones right away? I don't. Know. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm going to say like one out of three is fantastic. They've been heavy other, hitters every time. If you don't, I come think, uh, I think let's call it, let's call it, uh, talks about the weather. Talks, talks about, the weather. Weather. about the weather. Wow, yeah. Cool. We just immediately made this episode get less listens. That's yeah. fantastic. <laughs> uh, all right. Thank you. Andy. We'll talk okay, to you okay, again. Don't call it then. Don't call it that then. Call it X, <laughs> X stepdad, X stepdad. Except okay, yeah. All right. Do like you want me to say it three times or just one time? Three times. Okay. Yeah. Stepdad, stepdad, stepdad with Andy Woodhull. I Every word I said after you asked me the question include in the title. <laughs> like seven paragraph title. <laughs> thanks for uh, thanks for being with us, Andy. I yeah, of course. Thank you, guys. And uh, I look forward later. to watching your stand up live one day soon. Here. All right. All right. Yeah, Talk man. to Adam about that. I will. See you guys. <laughs> Later, Bye. man. Bye. All right. How was it? Are you, are you asking me or are you asking the people that listen to it? How was it, guys, as you're driving, as you're driving in your car home from your shitty existence? <laughs> Just hopefully we gave you an escape for an hour. As you are. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic episode. Yeah. I hope you feel better about your lives. Yeah. Uh, I hope you learned something. I thought that was a great episode. I think I that it was it, awesome. Go follow Andy Woodhull on all his socials. Tour dates at andywoodhull.com. He's so funny. He's amazing. He, Andy had this joke that I'm probably going to butcher and he's going to ask me to never tell again. Um, where he said, uh, he goes, I know I've been gaining weight because I outgrew a belt. And a belt has 12 <laughs> warning signs to its departure. <laughs> You're like, uh, 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 uh. Ah, I got to get a new belt. Uh, definitely go see him. Uh, see a stand up. I, yeah. I need to see him live. And you're going to get me in there. Oh, yeah. I'm Nick just and, uh, reminding you of that. I would love to get you in anywhere, Ryan. Oh, thank you. Sounded oddly and not necessarily sexual and definitely not like a good sexual thing no it's not a good thing no uh if you guys are listening please go like subscribe subscribe five stars uh, five leave stars. a review and tell a friend if each of you told a million friends we yeah. would have seven hundred thousand listeners like yeah. do you understand <laughs> yeah. how great that could be for us just uh, if you hit there's like a little uh like share tab that you could hit that just yeah. text blast that to a group text that you're text. in right now finger blast it yeah don't well i guess it's kind of a finger finger blast, finger blast it out there yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're using your fingers on your phone and you're blasting yeah. it you're blasting it out there yeah finger blast I like it, it. All right. hashtag, hashtag raising finger blasting dads finger blasting dads <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's that's that'll be our patreon mom's mad so daddy what the heck Listen. Thank you, bye. Subscribe and download. Subscribe and download. Hey, poopy poop. Where you die?